0: high atop rocky road in moab utah it's kzmu news i'm justin higginbottom this is your news for monday october 17th moab had a very special visit by theater troupe bread and puppet this weekend they rolled into town in a painted school bus it was their 30th stop on a three and a half month tour across the country it's a political theater that uses uh, very small puppets and very big puppets to tackle uh, contemporary issues. And we are now traveling with a form that's a, that's a circus and that takes elements from a classical circus and, but with a political twist and a very like uplifting yeah, twist to it that's one of their 22 performers, Raphael Royer. He was just in Paonia, Colorado, and he says they've been overwhelmed by the enthusiasm for their performances in this region. It feels like the whole population of the city was there. Like, I don't like uh, the, the people who host us, they, they, they put a, a small festival together, so there was music, a lot of stuff happening around uh, Brand Puppets, so it was really like community gathering and not, not just the show, there was more, even more than, than the show which was great and the day before that we were in Jamestown who is in population who has a population of 250 i i, I think and 400 people showed up so it's It's very, very warm welcome. The group was started by legendary artist Peter Schumann during the 60s counterculture movement in New York's Lower East Side. The name comes from Schumann's attitude that theater is as necessary as bread. Now they're based in Vermont, but the troupe hasn't lost its political messaging. Here's another performer, Paul Bedard.
1: This year's circus is the Apocalypse Defiance Circus. So there will be a uh, celebration of the fight to defy the apocalypse with an acknowledgement of the various challenges that face us. You will hear a radical brass band. You will see stilts, flags, puppets big and small, dancing, all sorts of things to hopefully uh, see the problem and celebrate the solution.
0: Topics for this show ranged from critiques of the Israeli government, calls to abolish police, and migrant worker conditions at dairy farms.
1: We're here from Big Dairy, that's right, if you like milk, if you like yogurt, if you like that whey powder on your potato chips, that's right, you like us here at Big Dairy.
0: The show also featured performances from local volunteers who attended a bread and puppet workshop prior to the show.
1: It's, you know, abstract and incredibly expressive puppets, some that are like 20 feet tall, and it's always such a rare feat to see those. Uh, but then also to hear incredible brass music played along time uh, alongside, and then to see like funny circus things that we all know, like tigers, but they're made of cardboard. And while we're laughing about cardboard tigers, we're acknowledging, you know, (laughs) the various injustices that are in the world.
0: You can find a link to the Bread and Puppet tour schedule and more information about the group in the show notes. A Navajo seed keeper is preserving and sharing the foods of his ancestors with customers online and over 13,000 followers on Twitter. It all started with the blue corn stalks that he grows on his farm in Shiprock, New Mexico. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis of KSUT and KSJD visited him to learn more.
2: Yeah, this is—I've only seen two of these where this stalks like are entirely purple. This
3: is like very rare. In Shiprock, New Mexico, on a rainy day with slippery clay earth caking our boots, Grand Bial takes me on a tour of his four-acre cornfield where he lives and works. The iconic Miles Hall Shiprock is obscured by the clouds, but Bial's blue corn stalks are impressive, standing 12 feet high.
2: Uh, I was actually going to be picking today, but with the rain I'm probably just going to wait for a while. So what we'll do is pick out on the field and then over at the corner, kind of where you came in, there's like a drying rack. And so that's what we put all the corn on. And it just kind of sits there for a couple of days until it's fully dry. From that, then we'll take it off, taking the kernels off of
3: the cob. The corn stalks that Bial is growing have a legacy in the Navajo tradition. His blue corn was given to him by an elder and has been passed down for many generations. Bial works every day to preserve his ancestor's legacy by growing and sharing the crops.
2: One of my grandpa's... I remember we were walking around, and we went into the cornfield, and he goes in there and he picks a corn. He said, you can grow a whole field from this, and this is like thousands of years in this corn, and now it's yours. So I have a couple of seeds, you know, been given to me by different elders, different mentors, and
3: different people in the community. He shows me a bunch of glass jars with colorful seeds in each one.
2: So yeah, this is uh, some of the seeds. Bean seeds to uh, sugar cane seeds, watermelon seeds to oats, and then all different kinds of like corn. The main staple that I focus
3: on is blue corn. During the pandemic, he started selling his blue corn kernels online with a modest sales goal. Kind of just started off. I have 12 jars
2: of blue corn. Would anyone be interested in buying? The response from that was. Like, phenomenal. Like, within minutes, all of them were sold. So I was like, okay,
3: there's a market there. That was three years ago. Now he's selling more products online and connects with a bigger audience through over 13,000 Twitter followers. His posts often go viral when he shares native recipes.
2: It's not necessarily trying to be an influencer. If I'm communicating to people in a, in a vast, broad way, it kind of enables me to have a
3: bigger voice. be all is part of a growing community of indigenous social media influencers. Dr. Elizabeth Hoover, a professor of Native American environmental health at UC Berkeley, says social media is an important connector for native seed keepers.
1: Being able to see like, oh, actually there's people all over the country who are doing that, who are also growing these beautiful seeds has been encouraging for people. Many of these seeds are incredibly beautiful, right? They're really colorful and they've got different patterns on them than a lot of conventional seed varieties you might pick up. Um, These platforms lend themselves to kind of showcasing how beautiful these seeds are.
3: According to Hoover, cultural ancestry and community health go hand in hand with seed keeping.
1: If you want to eat healthy, you could just plant a bunch of kale or something that maybe you don't necessarily have a cultural connection to. I think people want to eat healthy you know, for their physical health, but they also want to promote cultural health and spiritual health through having access to these foods.
3: According to the CDC, Native Americans have a greater chance of having type 2 diabetes than any other U.S. racial group. Bial says that the COVID-19 pandemic revealed some alarming health trends in Native communities.
2: With the pandemic, it really exposed a lot of deficiencies and, and COVID really attacked people with underlying conditions. We as Native
3: Americans struggle a lot. Back under the tarp at Bial's farm with rain still coming down, he gazes out at his cornfield. Jars of colorful seeds sit on the table in front of him. We fundamentally had a relationship
2: with the fresh foods, the healthy foods, the seeds that we carried, And in a way, we've
3: kind of detached ourselves from that. But Bial has reconnected with these foods. He's excited to continue sharing his crops through harvest season and hopes to reach an even wider audience in his fourth year of seed keeping. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. That story from KSUT and KSJD
0: was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. The Grand County Commission will meet on Tuesday. Here's a preview of their agenda. This week's Grand County Commission agenda includes further work on an update to the county's special events permitting system, funding for scientific studies planned for the Matheson wetlands, and presentations by the Economic Development Department, including awarding over half a million dollars in grants to local businesses and organizations. This agenda preview is produced with our partners at the Moab Sun News. Grand County Commission meetings are held on the first and third Tuesdays of every month at 4 p.m. and streamed live on Grand County's YouTube page. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, October 17th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.